If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick. Stand on the line, play the game again. Everybody's gonna lose, and I'm gonna win. Gonna get rich quick. This is my lucky day. So stick around, baby, and everything will be okay. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel, right here on Radio. Free Brooklyn, home of the wall of 20,000 Lies mural. Yep. Um, this is a show where I, Josh Rubin, Nine old Nina. come together once a week over a single topic, and from said topic, we come up with a plethora. The plethora, plethora. I know you're the wrong person to ask about anything to uh-huh. do with pronunciation. Plethora, I think it is. Play, uh, yeah, okay, plethora. Of ideas on how to get rich from said topic. As we've rolled through, uh, <laughs> uh, as we roll through COVID, as we pull up <laughs> we on the election, through. Yep. our topics have gotten more and more sad. Yeah, they have. They, they, des- <laughs> they definitely have. Um, but anyway, we don't ask you for any money up front. No. For these ideas we put out there that we give you. All we ask, guys, is you take these. Maybe you find a little hope. Yeah. With the idea of making some money with our ideas. You find a little bit of hope. Something that glimmer to keep you going in this crazy world we live in. And you take that idea and you hold it and you let its light take you over. And then you go out and you plant that light. And when you plant that light, you create a sun. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and from that sun, you grow money trees. Wow. And when you have grown all of those money trees and you have harvested them and you are just sitting eating meals made entirely of money, That's when you think back to us and you go, I could have never done this without that seed of hope. That's right. That I paid nothing for. But I'm so rich, I should pay something for that seed of hope that became a son, that became a money orchard. Yeah. And what do they do then, Noel? After you're filthy rich... Billions and trillions of dollars growing on trees in your money orchard. You say, yeah, you know, you you reap what you sow, but I did not sow these money trees alone. (coughs) I had the the help, not of Johnny Appleseed, of little Josh and Noel, money seedy. (laughs) (laughs) And I owe them a little something in return. I don't owe them everything. I don't know them half. What I owe them is 10% of everything I made. Tie thus. That's it. It's and do it quick. Guy. It sounds like Josh is joining a cult or something. I am joining a cult. Oh, really? Yeah. What? 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 What's the shtick? What's the shtick? Yeah. 
you know, when you start talking about a cult, like it's uh, it's uh, uh, an old Borscht Belt humor gig. <laughs> That's what we should start, a vaudevillian cult. <laughs> that would be a great cult. That would be a cult I would actually join. I would enjoy that cult. Isn't that cult already exists? Isn't it called the Friars Club? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. They won't have us. We need we need more listeners to get accepted into the Friars Club, I think. Yes. So I think that's on you guys out there. Come on. That's a way that you can pay us back. Well, that's one of the ways. We still want the money. I want the fame. I want cash on the barrel money, 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 money. Money's going to mean nothing soon. Money's going to be what we use to start fires in the corner of our apartments with no fireplaces just so we can stay warm. Maybe, but I'll show everyone how rich I am by lighting my fire with money instead of other people who are using furniture. I'll be like, They'll oh, be using money use too. that Money's furniture. Mean nothing. I'm burning this log of hundreds. <laughs> <laughs> There's a great money-making idea. Mm-hmm. How about you take, you know, you know those... Uh, uh, so we were just on vacation. I guess this is a tie-in to this. Okay. We were just on vacation. Have we done a show since I've been on vacation? We have not, Josh. Show? No. So, yeah, we were just on vacation. That's why we did a repeat last week. Yeah. I, I, I failed to mention it in the previous. I'm getting a little manic. Okay. I'm getting a little manic. All right. I couldn't tell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Anyway. You know what we should do? We should start a Patreon group. And if you subscribe and pay, then you get to hear the ends of all the sentences that you cut yourself off on. (laughs) Uh, uh, It keeps people on the edge of their seat. It does. They go, what's he not going to say now? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I don't believe he didn't say that. (laughs) (laughs) Can you believe what he didn't say there? Yeah. Um, Anyway. So we were on vacation, and we where we were staying had a fireplace, and we were told under that doing a regular fire was pointless in this fireplace. You should just use those paper logs. The Duraflames. The Duraflame. Yeah. And it just struck me. There's all this money. I remember you used to be able to buy. I don't remember if you, you remember as a kid. I don't know if you remember as a kid. They used to sell, like, uh, out of of circulation bills that they would uh, shred. Okay. And you would get like $1,000 worth of out of circulation or even a million dollars worth of out of circulation shredded bills Uh for like five bucks. And you could just say, look, I've got a million dollars here. But make money logs. Oh, yeah. That are are Duraflame-style logs made entirely out uh, out of circulation bills. Yeah. I think people would love that. It'd be great. money. Yeah. So there you go. Thanks. Yeah. It's been a great show. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Josh. So I've been on vacation. I haven't seen Noel in two weeks now. No, have not. Haven't even spoken to each other. Well, that's not true. Did we speak to each other? We saw each other. That's right. We saw each other. I came by your place before Mm -hmm. you left on vacation. Or no, after you got back from vacation. After we got back. With... uh, Nan and Nigel. That young Nigel, man. You got a good one there. Yeah, we got a great one. Nan, uh, uh, Josh's wife has been on a quest to make Nigel laugh. And so she like, had like him the, chuckling. It, 
it needs to be explained that mm-hmm. Deb is the baby whisperer. Okay. Deb's, I've got the kind of face that babies look at and they stare at me in horror or they cry. Mm-hmm. Deb's got the kind of face that she can make goofy faces and babies the world over, especially at the age that yours is where all he does is laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, they love her. Okay. They love her. But for some reason, maybe because he... Uh, has been kept away from humanity because you people are selfish. <laughs> Probably that. Um, and you just desperately had you had a child for one reason and one reason only, mm-hmm. and that was so you could have an audience. Yes. Um, does not laugh at Deb. <laughs> that, well, that, uh, has I think not that's unfair. Up to this had point. not. Had not. Yes. True. But in all defense... The only time she spent really time with him was when he was extreme, way too young to, to smile or laugh. And every time they've seen each other since, it's been while we're on walks. And walking uh, in the stroller puts the guy out. Mm-hmm. It, it, is, it is like the ambient of babies. I think what it is mm-hmm. is that you threaten him when you see when you guys are going out for a walk and yeah. you know you're going to come and try to like hook up with us in some fashion. You say to him, you say, "Look, Nigel, if you laugh at anything Aunt Deb does, mm-hmm. no milk for you. No milk for you. Yeah. If you laugh at anything say, Aunt Deb I'm does, I'm the funny one. I'm the funny one. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. It's it's you're like it's like the no wire hangers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of your life. You yeah. don't laugh at anyone but me. But she broke him. She broke him. He she was laughing and laughing. Him. It was it was hilarious. It was great. He's got such a funny little laugh, right? He does. Well, he's super laughy right now. Yeah. And it's like I, just it, kind of part <laughs> of it is I think he likes hearing himself laugh. Maybe. He he likes laughing. He'll just yeah. decide sometimes it's a laughing time. Mm-hmm. And it's laugh, 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 laugh. No matter what. It's brightness. It's brightness in this time of dis- desperation and despair. It really is. <laughs> the, the other day, we were he was in one of his laugh moods, and we were just like sticking our tongues out at him, and he was laughing, laughing, laughing so much when we did it. So we tried to see how little we got to give this kid to make him laugh. <laughs> and we started sticking our tongue out less and less to the point where it was just like almost imperceptible. I could be talking to someone and do what I did to them. And if they weren't looking for it, they would have missed it. And he was, <laughs> it was great. Very life affirming. Yeah, exactly. Especially nowadays. Yes. It's a dark time we live in. It is a dark time we live in. It is. <laughs> Speaking I, of dark times we live in, uh, listeners out there may not know this, but today is Josh's birthday. Happy birthday, Josh. Woo, woo, woo. I would have planned something extraordinary, except I only found out on Facebook today. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I have to go on Facebook. It's my one time a year that I go on Facebook just to thank people who still post on my wall. Okay. It's dwindled drastically over the years because I haven't really been on Facebook in like three, four years mm-hmm. other than periodically checking our uh, 
the page for Get Rich Quick, just as you know. Okay. Um, but I remember, you know, when I was more active on it, I'd have like, you know, 150, 200 well wishes. Mm -hmm. And uh, now it gets down to like in the 20s. Okay. H hardcore Facebook people, everybody over 50, like myself. Yeah. I turned 51 today, Noel. Yeah. But you know what? Josh, once a year, for some reason, finds the need to throw these birthdays just to prove that he's older than me. We got it. We got it last year, Josh. You're older. <laughs> I don't know why you're doing this again. We already knew. You're older. Yeah, I know. I like to prove myself. Still older. It's my, on it's my only way to be alpha. Yes. It's my it's my whole alpha thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because you look so much younger than me, too. What do you mean? You don't look, you know, I look like I'm 65, mm -hmm. and you look like you're 48. Okay, so you took two years off me. Yeah, and I added 14 13, to yourself. 14 to mine. I, if you're going to shave years off someone, two's a little stingy. You know, no one's holding your feet I, to the I, fire. I, I, no one's being like, did you really mean the two? My experience is, is when you start hitting your 50s, mm -hmm. as you have just done, mm -hmm. uh, there's a big difference between 48 and 50. What do you mean? I think there's a big difference. I think you can tell when someone's in their 50s and people are amorphously in their 40s. Okay. So I could have shaved four years off, but what does it matter? Two years off. You know, I'm being honest, Noel. You don't look that great. You look a little bit younger. It's just because your hair is still, you have a full head of hair and it's <laughs> pretty dark still. You know, you have the eyebrows of a 70-year-old. <laughs> the eyebrows of a 90-year-old. Yeah. The way those things just sort of <laughs> scatter all over the place. That's that's. I think somehow they're going to find out that uh, eyebrows, out of control eyebrows, protect you from COVID, and that's what's kept me so safe all this time. <laughs> <laughs> or it could be you really don't leave your house. Uh, it could be that. It could be that, too. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's more like it. Yeah. One uh, thing I did not leave my house for. Uh, I don't know. People may or may not know this, but this past weekend, Radio Free Brooklyn, uh, they the the Wall Street Journal, no, the Washington Post, had uh, published a database of all of Trump's lies. And that would have been, I just want to say that would have been incredible if the Wall Street Journal had done it. <laughs> It would have been, they would have boiled it. But there's a, we only found four. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but they, uh, the Radio Free Brooklyn took it. Um, initially, do you know what the initial plan was? I don't know. I just, you know, I saw that it was happening. Then I saw it went up. And then I saw what, what the fallout was. Yeah. So initially the plan was um, that they were going to do uh, like a week of Live, 24 hours a day, reading of the lies. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, and then because of COVID, that kind of fell through because uh, you can't have person after person after person going into the studio. That's just a recipe for disaster. So that kind of got dropped. And the whole thing looked like it was going to die a slow death. And then uh, Dr. Lisa, her husband is a graphic artist. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I can do this. And so they printed them out real small, color-coded, and made a giant mural, uh, like 50 feet long, of all the lies. And they held a, um, 
uh, voter registration drive and had a few hours of live broadcast from the wall. And do you know who showed up at the wall? I do, but I'll let you say it. Okay, Chuck Schumer showed up at the wall and went on the on the air, uh, was interviewed by Tom Tenney, our fearless leader, mm-hmm. uh, and apparently he told Tom Tenney he's a hero. Yeah, a little bit of hyperbole on that part. I don't know. Part. He might be a no. hero. <laughs> You're a hero for printing out his lies and putting them on a wall yeah, in Bushwick. for taking a stand. Mm. Well, it turns out maybe he's a hero because... Uh, as Josh was alluding to, it got uh, graffitied last night by Proud Boys, who uh, or, or or by people saying they're Proud Boys in the graffiti, uh, with big graffiti all across it, and then vote for Trump or die, and then uh, was it stand back, stand, stand back and stand by, stand back and stand by, vote Trump or die. There's nothing violent about that rhetoric whatsoever. No. No. Not at all. Did you hear about just uh, sort of on the subject of uh, of Proud Boys and militias and things of that? Have you heard about these guys that got busted with the plan of kidnapping? In Michigan? In Michigan, they were going to kidnap the governor? That's the craziest thing I've ever heard of. And then try her. Uh-huh. And they would and meet. I- Did you hear where they were? They would meet? Where I, I knew I I don't know about where they were going to meet. I knew that the plan was that they were going to. They found out where her, uh, you know, lake home was. They were going to grab her from her lake home, and then drive to a more out of the way lake home in Upper Wisconsin. Uh huh. They were going to try her and potentially put her to death for treason. Oh, potentially, of course they were going to. Yeah. Well, only if you know. She was found guilty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they <laughs> had a It's hard very to believe that she judge. wasn't going to get a fair trial yes. after being kidnapped and dragged <laughs> to a fucking... <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. They, they planned it in the basement, in a basement that was underneath the store that you could only access by a trap door covered in a rug. It sounds like these dudes watched way too many stupid movies and got way too bananas. Oh, this next month's going to be uh, a little crazy. Yeah, a little bit, huh? A little bit. And your great leader is uh, backed out of the uh, next... Uh, He's a piece of shit. The next debate. Yeah, he was looking uh, for like any his, excuse. His reasoning basically is, is if we do it remotely... Uh-huh. I can't be as big an asshole as I can in person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, I think your people should be begging you to do it remotely. Yes, yes. Like He said, that's not what a debate is about. And it's like, you have no fucking idea what a debate yeah. is about. That's only all our schools are that now. Everything uh-huh. in the world is remote, except this debate can't be done remote. Anyway, Noel. Anyway. In case it wasn't clear... <laughs> It may not have been. What today's fucking topic is. Uh Uh-huh. Why don't you tell us? Today's topic is desperation. How to take that one last chance you got left in the world all the way to the top. So Noel's ideas are going to be all about desperation, (laughs) just so you guys know. 
and I misread it and thought it was despair, which sort of lets you know where I've been coming from for the past several years. They're weeks. so close. They're so close. Anyway. Desperation we'll is the act that comes out of despair. Yeah, that's that's possibly true. We'll see where we go with this. Okay. Anyway, Noel. Anyway. So desperation. Desperation, right? I, I here's here's I just want to say this before I really get moving into my topic. Uh I read this great thing. I was I was trying to look up desperate acts that worked out. Mm-hmm. And there was a great one. There was uh in Japan in like medieval Japan there was a war going on and one of the clans was beaten down to five people and they retreated into their uh, fortress or whatever right and the whole there was a big old army coming up on them and so what they did is they went and lit all the lights on all the walls threw open the gates and started beating war drums. And the army just sat there because they're like, it's a trap, it's a trap. And then they were able to like just slowly like get out there and cause some havoc. And they won with five people against a whole army. But how did they actually win? They got these guys to leave. Oh, they just got them to leave. They scared them away. They scared them away, yeah. We did that when we were up in the country and saw some bear. Uh, did you? Yes. And we shouted and screamed till they ran away. <laughs> I don't think that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, yeah that's what you yeah, that, that's only uh you're supposed to wait on that one. You don't st- you don't start with that cuz they may not have taken it that way. Well, that's what was done. Okay. And it worked. Okay. But don't trust me. I am no woodsman. Okay. I can tell you that. Did you make yourself look big? Not as big as a bear. No? All right. Okay. I think I just shouted a lot and waved my arms. If a bear chases you, you run downhill. Why? Because their uh, front legs are longer than their back legs, and they can't run downhill well. Will they, like, trip and roll over themselves? They could, yeah. So it's for a comedy routine, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It's wackadoo. It's like <laughs> Benny Hill, but with bears. If a bear's chasing you, throw a banana peel behind you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. And drop some marbles. Uh, uh-huh. So anyway, guys, and these are all desperate acts that you could do with a bear mm-hmm. in a fit of desperation. Yeah. Uh, so w- w- when you think about desperation, you, you don't get a real pretty picture, right? Uh, you think of... The, the world today, right? There's a, a lot of the world is desperate in desperation. Uh, stores just hanging on. People just hanging on, uh, you know, emotionally as well as financially. Uh, the stimulus that was supposed to, there was supposed to be another stimulus round that happened. And yeah, uh, Trump's called it off for some freaking like like he he thinks he's looking like a hero for this. He's so fucking insane. He's so out of touch. Uh, uh, there's a lot of death that you've got freaking militias planning to grab 
governors to start. I don't even know what they're trying to start. Uh, I have to say, I'm waiting for the report when he's out of office that it turns out he was smoking crystal meth the entire time. Yeah, that'd be great. It's going to come. It's going to come. There's something. Once he's out, there's going to be so much stuff that comes out. I mean, how much more stuff can come out than has come out from people who worked for him up to this point? I bet you a lot. I bet you a lot. Other than that, there's going to be like photos of him with 14 year old girls from, you know, Jeffrey Epstein's island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I bet you there's a lot. Uh, But the world, the world, if you look around, uh, is getting to be a more desperate place. Um, I even read even this is is desperate. So our trying to deal with like. North Korea and Iran and stuff, we put all these sanctions on them, right? North Korea, when, before we shut down travel to China, North Korea shut their borders with China, and that's the only money they had coming into the country. So our sanctions aren't even doing anything. They shut their own country down further than we could. (laughs) <laughs> right uh yeah and now their people are eating grass like goats yeah i mean you know and, and, I, and if you look at the internet i don't know if you saw this in any of your well probably not because you were searching a different term than i was <laughs> but but if but if you look up uh ways to make money when you're desperate it's all the crazy things you think of one in there in all of them, it, which always comes off to me as the most desperate, is uh, medical experiments. Offering your body up for medical experiments. <coughs> it's funny. I have a recollection, just because you brought it up, that we were both very into the idea of offering up your body <laughs> to medical experiments for a lot of episodes early on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Podcast. I think so. Uh but but the days of medical experiments, offering your body up for medical experiments, I think are done. Sure, because you don't have to uh, you don't have to do medical experiments anymore. You can just come up with a drug and put it out on the market. Exactly, now. exactly. And our fearless leader has uh, is is now championing the fact that he took an untested drug, and so should everyone else. Yeah, people should tell him crystal meth has been tested on people. Yeah. So these poor people, the most desperate, they, they, the people that were relying on medical experimentation for their income, they're more desperate than all the restaurant bar owners out there (laughs) than anyone. (laughs) It's, It's so true. Yeah. What, what are the people who make a living off of selling their body for medical science what are they doing right they now? They need a bailout. <laughs> <laughs> they really do. Um, but but when you really think of it, desperation doesn't have to look so ugly, right? Uh, you know, look at sports. All the big stuff that I'd probably know if I was into sports, the big, like, <laughs> Hail Mary, you know, they were down by two, and 
one guy threw the ball at the buzzer from 40 yards away and it went right in the net and stuff like that, right? Yeah, sports is the ultimate, uh, uh, is the place you go if you ever want to see desperation actually seem successful. Yes. Have a higher, you know, a higher success rate than average. It's in the world of sports. Yeah. Uh, and, and honestly, the world of sports isn't doing too well either right now. Um, oh. uh, I guess in battles you hear about, like this Japanese battle, you hear desperation. Right. Pan off. Like, if you look at Star Wars, they wouldn't have taken out the Death Star if they weren't desperate. That was a desperate act, right? Just True. Just fly your your X-Wing fighter right in there and go and get attacked by 400,000 people and then hit this little thing the size of a dime after you go down a canal. Like, no way. No one's planning that. It's like shooting swamp rats. What? Isn't that what Luke said? It's just like shooting swamp rats in Beta's sector or something like that? Yeah, it's just like that. So I thought about, I tried to think about this more beautiful side of desperation, right? The glory that comes only out of desperation, mm-hmm. right? We, we don't need to put this grime and make people feel guilty for being desperate. Hey, you got a lady and a baby out of desperation. <laughs> I saw your Tinder profile. That was a fucking desperate profile. It was great. Great. Uh, so um, why, don't, why don't we work on that good spin, right? And why don't we help everyone out at the same time, right? We got these poor people that can't offer their bodies up for experimentation. We got countries that can't levy... Uh, sanctions anymore, right? We have people that are into sports that are watching whatever. There's sports on now, but it looks crappy to me. It looked crappy before to me too. I but I was going to say to a guy who hates sports, <laughs> that's not really a big statement. It's a big statement. I, I'm making a big statement here. Uh-huh. But but the but, stand back, everybody. Knowles giving off an opinion about sports. Yeah, crap. Um, but what if we made our own sport, right? And what if we made one that you don't need an audience for? It's made to not have an audience, right? And in particular, what we're going to do is we're going to take these people who sell their bodies for medical, medical experimentation, uh-huh. and we're going to break them into teams. Uh-huh. And uh, these teams are going to be armed with uh, cameras mounted on their heads and their glasses, uh, almost like a prank show. They're going to have so many cameras, right? And we're just going to pick different targets. And these people are going to go to those targets and steal what we tell them, right? There's going to be some rules and they can't kill anyone. Uh, and, And these... They basically just got to walk in against all odds and just take the thing that we're telling them to, mm-hmm. right? And uh, how can we make sure we're not going to get in trouble by doing this? It's because it's going to be like you're going to go into the National Bank of North Korea 
and you're going to take their gold, right? You're going to go into all the, the entire bar. <laughs> they, I'm, they must have some gold. They're building some nukes. They're just not feeding their people with the gold. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what kind of money they have. Uh, they got some money. They got to have some money. Um, you're going to go into Iran. Iran's got money, right? They do. Yeah. And you're going to steal their biggest diamond from the from the Shah's, or not the Shah anymore, the, the whoever. The president. The president's home, right? And these guys the are going to go in, and you're going to see video of the teams going in. It's going to be like SEAL Team 6 going. You're going to see these videos. <coughs> uh, but they're going to be competing against each other to go after these targets. No one will uh, go against them as far as legally because hey what what at least they're helping us fight these countries uh they're going to make some money you're going to make a lot of money and people are going to watch this in droves hey people are watching freaking baseball with cardboard cutouts in the audience i know it's crazy they're going to watch this this is going to take over they're going to be like screw those cardboard cut and and you know what it, if there is more of a second wave, all these sports are going to be done. They're already fighting off COVID everywhere. Uh, they're an inch away from being shut down at all times. This one's not getting shut down. Yeah, I like it. It's a good idea. Another thing you can do with it, when you have all these people who are making money off of their, uh, you know, that were making money off of selling their body for medical experiments, you know, there's a new thing now. I don't know if I ever told you that a very good friend of mine's brother is part of a uh, citizen, I don't know what the fuck they call it, but they're creating, they're a bunch of, he's a neurologist, and there are other people in various fields, um, and they are basically doing what they're referring to as like citizen vaccines. And they are attempting to come up with vaccines on their own. Really? For COVID. Um, and they're testing it out on themselves and anyone who's willing to participate. But just taking this one a step further, you have these people who are willing to be medical guinea pigs that will allow themselves to get ingest, injected with all of these uh, uh citizen-made drugs yeah. and things like that, and it's televised, and they make money okay. through, like, a GoFundMe or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and you can say, well, we need to see how the interactions between these things work, and you can take some shit that they know is going to be a fucking potential disaster. Yeah. And, you know, like, you know, throw a few bucks in the GoFundMe, and this guy will be the one who takes all these injections simultaneously. Yeah. Make it a public sport is what you're saying. Yes. Make people's desperation a public sport. Yeah. It's we 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 we've we've done that for ages yeah. in this world. Um that's a great idea, Noel. Do you want me to go or do you want to do the middle stuff? Let's do the middle, right? So right. uh uh you know what? Normally I would say right now, if you want to give Josh and I some money, guess what? You're in luck you can. But uh you know something I found out recently. Uh, what I've been saying there for a while has been turned off <laughs> for quite a while. So you can't go to our page and uh, donate money, and Josh and I will get half of that. But you can still go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com and donate 
All that money goes to Radio Free Brooklyn. Apparently, unless we come up with a different way, you could just send money straight to us, I guess. But uh, if you do it through the webpage, it's all going to Radio Free Brooklyn. You get a tax break because Radio Free Brooklyn's a 501c3 charitable organization. You get to feel good about yourself. You feel better about yourself. You figured out how to give us some money. But, uh, but yeah, there's that. If you uh, want to support in other ways, you can um, download the app, iOS or Android. You can uh, subscribe to the newsletter. You can put Radio Free Brooklyn as your charity on smile.amazon.com. So that when you make purchases on Amazon, Amazon kicks a little tiny fraction of a penny towards Radio Free Brooklyn. Enough people do it. It helps pays the way. Uh, and I, I, you're just going to have to find Josh walking around the street and just go up to him with a bag of money and hand it to him. I look like a homeless person these days. You do. So if it's, you know, one of these situations where you were going to donate a dollar and Noel and I then split 50 cents, you can just find me walking down the street with my coffee cup in my hand and just drop a quarter in it. Uh, quarter million. Or a quarter million. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. I'll take it. And his thanks for letting us uh, apparently not check anything for ourselves anymore. Just check for Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh we find another little way for you to get another little rich, and we pop it in right around here in the show. So, Mr. Josh, please take it away. The Get Rich Quick Tip of the Week, brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. I've been in the selling profession for many years now, and I truly believe that serving is selling, and selling is serving. First, you have to get the attention of the people that you want to serve. You can write a tremendous article and publish it on all the biggest magazines in the world. And it will get the attention of millions of people. But it does not mean that it will get the right people interested in what you have to sell. You cannot close a deal or make a transaction unless you get the person to take action. Many people have decided to buy a house or a car or some other purchase, but then they talk to their wife or their husband or they consult with someone else who talks them out of that transaction. And all of a sudden, they cannot take action on the decision that they already made. And so everyone benefits when a sale is made. In fact, nothing moves without a sale. Everything around you has been sold and selling is the oldest profession of all time. And if we understand our role in sales, then we'll be serving a lot of people along the way. There you go. Another delicious word salad from yeah. Dick Alley. Guy's an idiot. <laughs> Guy's an, you know what? I heard if uh, Trump gets reelected, he's going to put him in as the the economic minister or whatever. The economic minister. Yeah. yeah they're going to have names like you're going to have an economic minister because we will officially be a fucking autocracy. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway. Yeah. I, I think if anyone could should be in the Trump cabinet, it's Daniel Alley. Sure. And why he isn't is beyond me. Anyway, Noel. So you've been talking about desperation. <laughs> But I say pish and tush to this. Okay. I know of one thing and one thing only these days. All right. And that is despair. Uh. That sinking, horrible feeling 
of joyless life and times that never seems to end. You can't look at anything and go, it'll get better because it just won't. (laughs) Okay. And I think, man, we're going through some shitty times now. There seems to be a collective despair that has settled across this country, a malaise, Mm -hmm. some might say. And then I started reading up on despair and the mechanics of despair and what despair is, and I came across uh, the Wikipedia page of an existential psychiatrist slash neurologist named Victor Frankel. Okay. Um, Victor Frankel spent three years in Nazi concentration camps during World War II. He was in, one of the camps he was in was in Auschwitz. Um, during this time, in this three-year period of time, his pregnant wife was murdered. Oof. Um, his parents were murdered. His brother was murdered. And of his immediate family, only he and his sister survived. And he did not know his sister survived till many, many, many years later. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, wrote a book um, called The Search for Meaning. And in it, he defined despair as meaningless suffering. And he came up with a formula that was D equals S minus M, or very simply, despair equals suffering minus meaning. Okay. Um, Which seems pretty right on the money. You know, if you can put some meaning to your suffering, then that gives you something to look towards. That gives you... uh, uh, it gives you a North Star, as it were. And after he had written this book, he developed a, a, a therapy called Logotherapy, which is the theory that is uh, the search for meaning and purpose in life is uh, uh, the one thing that in, can make individuals endure hardship and suffering. Mm-hmm. And I was looking up Logotherapy, and it's intense, man. It's a real stripping down of the self. The process is, 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 is akin to, I think, to a certain degree to brainwashing, where you have to just like really just bear yourself, tear yourself open, throw it all up there, and then just accept these sort of uh, things that are being fed to you to sort of make you uh, find the meaning that you need in your life to continue on. Yeah. And I thought to myself... That's intense, and a lot of people can't get through that. You know what I mean? That kind of like breaking yourself down and building yourself up, that's hard for a lot of people, man. And if you're already feeling like pure shit, you may not get through it, you know? But what can people, and especially in this day and age of COVID, what are you going to do? You're going to be locked up in your home and have somebody screaming at you through a, a, a computer screen? That you need to make yourself a better person somehow? I say pish and tush on that. Oh, wow. I say to myself, what's the thing that gives people more purpose now than anything has collectively ever in the history of the world? It also can give people a lot of despair. And that is social media. Okay. Uh, I was looking up some numbers on it. In 2020, the world average of time spent on social media was two hours and 20 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. 
Now you think, oh, that's not a ton. But you have to take into account that is the entire world. That means that there are places, they're taking into account places that don't even necessarily have internet access. You know what I mean? That people who, you know, for every person that's spending 20 minutes on uh, social media or 10 minutes on social media, if any time on social media, there are hundreds of thousands, if not millions that are spending six, seven, eight hours a day on social media. Yeah, sure. And that two hours and 20 minutes was up 65% from 2015. So in five years, it's gone up 65%. Another five years, it may go up another 65%. The longer we have to spend indoors, I'm sure that in 2021, when they look at 2020, that the amount of time spent on social media is going to be obscene. Um, they also estimate that by 2030, 90% of the human population aged six years and older will be online, which means over seven and a half billion people around the world will have access to the internet and be online. So it makes all the sense in the world. What gives people more meaning in their life than endless likes. Mm -hmm. When people go back and they check and they see, oh, I've got 10 more people thumbs upping me or 10 more people retweeting me or 10 more people liking or loving. It makes you feel so good. It gives you purpose. It gives you focus. So this is what you're going to do, guys. You're going to create the most social, the most positive social media platform ever made no negative comments no thumbs down everything is likes and positive comments people won't have any idea you don't connect with friends you just connect with the community at large which is essentially filled with bots that are just thumbs upping everything you do and you're going to feel so good and you're going to feel so good from getting all these thumbs up that your despair is going to disappear because all your suffering is going to have meaning now. And you're going to have possibly 7.5 billion people on your platform. And we all know what kind of money that means. If, if Facebook has, what, 2.5 billion people on it? Mm -hmm. And that guy's one of the top five richest people in the world. Imagine how rich you're going to be Ugh. having seven and a half billion people on it. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. You're going to make a lot of money. A lot of money. Huge lot of money. You will be the rich. You will be the, the world's, well, Bezos will be a trillionaire before you, but you will be the second trillionaire in the history of the world. Yeah. And then you'll pass him. Eventually. You'll and then you'll be able to hire him to be like your shoeshine guy. Mm-hmm. Don't kid yourself, guys. A lot of money. Well, so now we're going to shift gears a little bit back to the topic <laughs> <laughs> that we actually decided on, which is desperation. Uh, Although Josh did actual research for that one. Yeah. He had math equations. <laughs> did have math you get applause equations? for that, dude. Um <laughs> 
ever since having a kid, my, my research has gone down so horribly. But your storytelling maintains. Uh-huh. Your natural knack for telling a story, for keeping people engaged, is still there. I'm just telling you. The face of a 48-year-old. The yeah. storytelling knowledge of the ages. Yeah, you, got, you have the body of a 56-year-old. <laughs> the sphincter of a 90-year-old. <laughs> That's right. The face of a 48-year-old. The hair of a 42-year-old. Okay. You know, you're doing all right. All right. And you've got a and you're actually 50 and you have a four and a half month old son. Yeah. I can't wait till he's 19 years old and being like, Dad, you need me to hold your dick while you pee. <laughs> we'll have robots do that by then. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. You guys, desperation. How are you going to get rich with it? I'm going to tell you right now, right? Um, one thing is for sure, right? We got this election coming up. We got this election coming up quick uh trump right now does not seem to be doing too well yeah speaking of desperation speaking of desperation can i just say i i I was thinking about this his mussolini moment on the balcony there where he jutted his jaw out and he was particularly orange, and I have to say, it looked like you know he was in a rush and painted himself, like he didn't have a. He chance probably would st- because no one would go near him. Yeah, he didn't have a chance to stand in the uh, in the in the in the spray tan thing. He was like, "Give me the paint, I'll do it myself." I have a feeling like if you saw him without his shirt on, it would be a splotchy mess. <laughs> Can you imagine I how w- well paid the guy who cleans his collars is? Can you imagine? Uh, not well paid at all. He doesn't pay anyone well. Not true. Except for his, well, he doesn't even pay his ex-wives well. I mean, I guess they do all right. They do all right. You know, by the way, Deb gave me a cameo for my birthday today. Oh. <clears throat> and while I was on cameo and going through, Marla Maples is on cameo. You can get Trump's second ex-wife. Really? to do a happy birthday thing for like 250 bucks. And what'd she get you on cameo? She, I can't remember this kid's name. Did you ever see the, uh, 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 I was sort of fixated on him. I saw him in a couple things. He was, he, but he was on, (laughs) did you ever see the, uh, uh, what was it? The, the, the lunch bunch brigade or whatever that John Mulaney show on Netflix is. No. Sack lunch bunch. No. One of the kids on there was completely nuts. Okay. And she got him she got him to do a cameo for me. <laughs> and it was very sweet till he then started plugging upcoming projects. <laughs> <laughs> so you get it one person at a time. That's how you That's get, right. get the uh eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Um so so anyway, yeah. Speaking of desperation, Trump is behind. He is going to do something. Fucking bananas. Nuts. Because he hasn't done it already. No, no, no. He's going to do something next level bananas. (laughs) You know it. You know it. Everyone knows it. This is a very simple, very 
uh, accessible idea that everyone can get rich with. This is for one person, one size, one size fits all on this one. Uh, and it's a short idea. So what's he going to do, right? Is he going to uh, bomb North Korea? Is he going to uh, drum up things against Iran? Is he going to, he's going to do something nuts. Is he going to uh, threaten a war on Mexico for uh, people sneaking in the border, right? Is he going to threaten Canada? What What is he going to do? It's going to be huge. So you're going to take all the money you got right now, all of it. If you got to borrow some money, borrow it. And today, you're going to buy gold. Because what happens every time instability rises, gold shoots up. And he's going to do something that looks like such a massive existential threat to humanity that uh, gold is going to go crazy. You know, the other thing that shoots up in these moments, uh, firearm sales. Okay. Yeah, sure. Sure. But we're talking just gold. Okay. Right? And when it has shot up and things look at their most dire on that day, what you are going to do is you're going to sell all your gold before when everything looks like it's ready at, at the point of explosion and you are going to buy future shorts on gold, you're going to short gold uh, with everything that you've made, everything that you have, because either he's doing something to look like he, uh, the hero who saved it, or he's going to lose the election and whatever horrible thing he's drummed up is just going to evaporate and gold will fall like a rock and you will make money on that fall as well. Uh, and that's it. That is the idea. It's the only idea right now, as far as I'm concerned. Do you think that at this point, other than trying to start a war Mm -hmm. that, he can do anything more crazy than he's already doing in regards to trying to get Bill Barr to prosecute Obama and Hillary and Biden? Well, if he does, it also will be at this point such a drastic thing that gold will go up because it'll look like the country uh, democracy is over, right? It will be sending the army out to get uh, Obama or something like that, right? Whatever this is, is going to be big. It's going to be rash. It looks like it, it's going to look like it is world altering. I just, you know, I really try to think just because I'm stuck in my personal despair. Mm-hmm. I really try to think I try to wrap my head around how people think uh-huh. and how they can live in, you know, as someone who uh, I can handle a little bit of chaos, yeah. but like a lot of chaos, I, I really I got to curl up in a ball. Sure. And how this guy can exist and thrive (laughs) in so much fucking chaos. Yeah. Beyond me. It's because he's an idiot. Um, 
And that's Thank it. you, Dr. Denis. There you go. My official uh, diagnosis, he's an idiot. Hey, you guys, if you want to get in touch with Josh and I to give us that money that you can't give us through the website anymore, you can get us on Twitter at GRQJoshNoel. You can email us at GRQ with Josh and Noel at gmail.com. You can us at Facebook at Facebook slash GRQ Josh Noel. You can go on iTunes or anywhere you download a podcast nowadays. You can subscribe, rate, review. Please do. If you only listen to us in podcast form, we implore you tune in Saturday nights, 8 o'clock. Get the schemes five days before everyone else. And, you know, get there early. Listen to Art Star Scene. Stick around afterwards. Listen to the circuit. There's a lot of good stuff going on at Radio Free Brooklyn. Chuck Schumer thinks so. So should you. Hey, is there a GoFundMe set up to get the uh, to to redo the uh, mural? Um, I'm sure by the time this airs, it will be there. Uh, it doesn't exist yet, but uh, I do know there's there's plans to do that. All right. Yeah. Um, you guys, you got a lot of money in your pocket. What are you going to do with it? Josh found ways for you to get rid of it. So, Mister Josh, take it away. Okay, we all love chocolate, but pause for a second and contemplate. Just how much chocolate could you buy for $1.5 million? Ahem, that much, or you could spend it on the box of chocolates over here. Le Chocolat features a selection of Lake Forest Confections gourmet chocolates, as well as an arrangement of magnificent jewellery from Simon's Personal Jewellery and Gemstone Vault. The joy that comes along with the box of chocolates includes an amazing collection of natural yellow and blue diamonds, emeralds, and sapphires from Simon's Jewelers. There you go, guys. As we always say, if you want to make something the most expensive anything, just throw a shitload of jewelry in with it. Yeah. Or gold. Yeah. Could have nothing to do with whatever it is that chocolates, fuck chocolates, just diamonds. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it, guys. Hey, uh... We know our ideas are great. How do you know that they're worth in these trying times? Taking that last little bit of money you have and putting it on and rolling the dice? It's because Josh scares the internet for rules of getting rich quick, to which we judge our schemes by. Where do our rules come from this week, Josh? Today's rules, how to hustle the 10 habits of highly successful hustlers. Okay. Uh, rule number one, deconstruct and reverse engineer. That's right. Deconstruct and reverse engineer. If you can't think of anything for the topic, you're given, change the topic and come up with an <laughs> idea on, on something else. Uh, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> uh, uh, one more or no, we're done. No. Uh, yeah, we're one for one. That's so right. Screw you, Noel. So once again for Josh. And Noel, don't spend all that knowledge in one place. Happy birthday, Josh. Back gonna get rich quick. This is my lucky day.